Thank you, brother. Hello, everyone. My name is Josh. I'm in recovery from sexual addiction, and I'm an adult child of a jacked-up family. Yeah. That was for my brothers out there. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for what you're going to do tonight within each one of us. Lord, may you be heard. May you move in this room. Uh, may the Holy Spirit be evident here. Lord, step 12 is one of those things, the realizations of practicing these principles in all areas of our lives, in all areas of our lives. That is really hard. And when we fall short, learning to humble ourselves, God, that's hard. Help us to not dwell on the negative, but to celebrate progress and not perfection. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so we've been in a journey through the 12 steps, and we made it. So we're in step 12. It usually takes us about a year, and so we've been going through the biblical principles uh, here, and let's, let's go over a couple of them. The very first one is going back to facing denial, realizing that I've got issues, right? Do you have issues? If you're not doing this, then you don't know you have issues, and you're in denial right now. Okay, uh, we, we got to surrendering our life over to Jesus Christ, which is the single most important decision we can make, Amen. is surrendering our life over to Jesus Christ. We then took an honest look at our life, listing, confessing, and sharing our wrongdoings. And we thought that was impossible at one time because you remember those things you had in your head, you're like, I'm never gonna tell anyone in my life these specific things. And it was those very things that I shared with my sponsor that I started to experience freedom and healing in those specific areas. I no longer was walking in shame and guilt and regret, but I was walking in healing in those areas that I did not like about myself. And then we moved on to recognizing and asking God to change us with our character defects. Isn't that a daily battle, isn't it? Do you still see those character defects? Coming out the side of your neck. We then moved on to becoming willing to forgive and make amends. Difficult process, isn't it, for some people in our life? Hard to forgive certain people. Hard to entertain the idea of making amends there. We then moved on to, as we've gone through this process, and hopefully it gets a little bit easier for us, that we make an amends promptly. That we admit our wrongs promptly, hopefully as we had practice in this area. And lastly, in step 11, is improving our conscious contact with God. Whether that's through journaling, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through reading the scripture, that we're connecting with God. See, today's lesson is on give, as we can see up here. Uh, and usually this lesson is based on giving back. And is that part of the recovery process, to give back? Yes. yes. In fact, it's highly encouraged around this place. We have so many places to serve. And, and not just here at, at Celebrate Recovery, because Celebrate Recovery is not just for Tuesday, or recovery is not just for Tuesday. Recovery is the daily living. Yes. So I give back, not just in the CR context, but I give back in other fellowships, I give back in, uh, within my family, I give back at work, I give back uh, to even the boss I don't like. 
<laughs> right? Right? So I give back. So usually that's the style of lesson that is given here, but I'm not going that direction. I'm going to highlight step 12 for us tonight. Okay? And, and I hope we can capture step 12. And, and so here we go. Uh, let's, let's, um, let's begin. And for those of you wondering right now, can catch it already? I already made a mistake right off the bat. It is not Galatians 6.1. We'll get there. So pull up, pull out that, uh, the pamphlet that you got, and we're going to read step, uh, step 12 uh, verse here in just a little bit. But step 12 is this. Having had a spiritual experience as, a, as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these p- principles in all our affairs. That is step 12. It is not Galatians 6.1. I, I, I attached the wrong scripture verse for that one. As you can see, it is... 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. It's right here. Let me read it for us. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Why are we here? (laughs) Because we have trouble. We didn't come in here going, my life is fantastic, I'm just checking out this CR place. It's just reality, right? We, we usually came because there's trouble. We usually came because we see a character defect. And by the way, I just think you're better for it because you're out of denial. Because we all are jacked up to a certain degree. I don't care what title you have, where you're at in life, we do have trouble. And we do have dysfunctional ways of dealing with that trouble, don't we? Some of my classics are isolation, ignoring, not dealing with, avoiding at all costs. Hasn't worked for me. But I know these work. And I don't do it alone anymore. Which is one of the keys for us. So he's the God who comforts us in all our troubles so we can comfort others. Comfort those in any, in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. See, for a lot of us in here, we have what other people want. The reason why CR is so attractive is because we're willing to go, hey, I'm jacked up. And let me tell you about it. This is what God has done in my life and what he is doing in my life And it's not a perfect journey. In fact, I got a long ways to go, don't I? Man, it's convicting. I got a long way to go, just so everyone knows that. Um, So as we look at the first part here, spiritual experience as a result of these steps, that is your question for today. What is your spiritual experience as a result of the 12 steps? And I hope you have an answer there for you tonight, but maybe it's you felt the presence of God. Maybe you found Jesus through the 12 steps as you went through a step study. Maybe a relationship mended. You know, in every area of life, we we see divorces going on like crazy, but one of the places that I've seen the most mending of relationships in all my life are people that are in recovery. I've never seen it anywhere else. 
Because some of the things that some marriages have to deal with, it usually ends in divorce. But I have seen God move through mending in, uh, relationships as people begin to practice the 12 steps or mending relationships or mending family relationships. Maybe your spiritual experience is the belief that sobriety is even possible. Remember all those years and days and months? There's just no way, so I'm just gonna use, right? I, I can't deal with this, so I'm just gonna use and I'm not, I'm not gonna think about it. And so that belief that sobriety is actually possible. Maybe your spiritual experience is just getting out of denial, realizing you got an issue. Maybe your spiritual experience is you're able to see the need to surrender, that I've got pride in my life and I need to surrender that. Maybe your spiritual experience is you're able to see your part amongst the craziness of life. Because for so many years, we looked past our part and saw everyone else's part, didn't we? Right? Maybe your spiritual ex experience is that maybe it's forgiveness and amends is tangible, seen, and felt. Because it's one thing to say, I forgive you. It's another to actually forgive them. Right? See, forgiveness is not a place of forgetting. It's asking God to help us forgive difficult people and circumstances. Maybe your spiritual experience is that the, slave, the slavery of character defects in your life is lessening. Maybe it hasn't gone away, but it's lessened. Right? So think of that spiritual experience and share that in open chair group and, and just know that you're a part of the recovery process for everyone that's in your group. So don't be shy in sharing what God has done and what he's doing and the spiritual experience that you've experienced as you've gone through the 12 steps. And if you're new around here, the spiritual experience is you just got here. <laughs> All right? So welcome, welcome everyone that is here. The second part to this is we're gonna carry this message to others. The recovery message that God moves through the 12 steps. Why does he move? They're biblical principles to begin with. Recovery is for anyone willing to be humble and take a wise route, meaning all can benefit. All can choose a humble route. Jesus is part of this process and he's willing to change us but are we willing to go at any length to do so? That's not a salvation thought there. That is a sanctification thought, right? We don't have to work for Jesus' love. He loves you right where you're at. And you can choose him. You don't have to work for that. But we're just talking about the life journey on the other side of accepting Jesus. If you have a hurt or a struggle, welcome. That's the message. You have coworkers. You have people around you. We can't force them to be here. 
But I guarantee the people around you have hurts and struggles. And when those conversations come, carry that message out, that there is hope. You don't have to wallow it anymore. You don't have to use anymore. There's hope. Biblical principles are not only for the alcoholic and the drug addict. In fact, most people in here are probably not in here for that aspect. We have a codependency issue, character defect issues. We've got things that we do that are dysfunctional and are not serving us well. See, my introduction to recovery, how I was introduced, was I was invited about 13, 14 years ago. I was invited and I was given no pressure. In fact, I came for a whole year sitting right where you're at. I didn't go to open share group. I didn't go to first time guest group. See, I was a part of church culture my whole life. I've been a part of church. But I, I thought to myself, I like this place. I like the honesty. It's kind of attractive. But I'm going to take off after. I was given no pressure after a year. I just got to know people. See, there, there wasn't some magic formula here. It was strictly relationships. The message brought to me was I was invited. There was no pressure given. I got to know people, and I watched them work the principles in their own life. I knew how to play church, church. <laughs> but God orchestrated relationships in my life for me to experience a place of safety. I've always been more than an honest guy. But not in those areas, right? <laughs> But around here, I'm able to share that. I have men in my life I'm able to share the 100% Josh with. Even the, er the times when I go to those meetings and I go, I really don't want to share this, guys, but here. <laughs> right? God orchestrates it. Thirdly, practice these principles in all our prayers. Easy? Man, this is hard. <laughs> Thank you for that honesty. I love it. You're in the right place. See, healthy relationships is what we seek after in this place. Not perfect relationships. Not best friend relationships with everyone. We seek out healthy relationships. Even with difficult personalities. Right? Don't we have di difficult personalities in our life? Some of us are married to someone who, with a difficult personality. Just ask my wife. <laughs> Sorry, babe. She said I do, though, so we're good. As, as Scott always said, it's principles over pr personalities around this place. That we do the principle no matter what's going on. Can we justify and make excuses for my special reason of why I shouldn't work the principle? 
Do I make excuses of why I shouldn't work the principal because of my special case and why they're messed up? Yes, I do. But I do the principal because it's over personalities. Even in the most difficult situations, I got to practice these principles. Uh, my son had a, uh, I don't even know the time. There it is. Okay. Um, my son had a championship soccer game Sunday. We played the team. Thank you, Mark, for coming. The, we, had, we were playing against a team. If you like sports, you know this. We were playing against the most cocky team in the league. Right? Everyone that was a part of our league was rooting for us. We lost. We were up 1-0. They tied at 1-1. And in that moment, I saw my nine-year-old boys, my son and the rest of his teammates, emotionally lose it. And everything inside of me wanted to go, kid, wake up. This is the championship. Hey, stupid, stop crying. I didn't say that. I wanted to. Love you, brother. I wanted to. But we know it's not going to help us by acting like a fool. It's not going to help our relationship by acting like a fool. Even in the most difficult situations when your marriage has gone a bit sideways. Has that ever happened before you? Before? An emotional wall begins to build. And it might get a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. But I've convinced myself, and by the way, I do this. I'm pointing the finger at myself. But I classify it as something different of why the principle doesn't apply here. Anybody relate? We practice the principle over the personalities. See, Jesus and the biblical principles provide all the tools we need to change our lives. Lives, If, and this is a massive if here, we become learners and disciples. Not a bunch of know-it-alls. Not my way is the correct way. See, James encourages to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Jesus in the, in the steps changed the way we think, and that's what we're seeking after. For God to change us the way we think, the way we feel, the way we live, in the way we love people. See, this is an easy concept. It's a simple program. But it's difficult to follow, isn't it? Don't do it alone. And uh, as I've heard many times around this place, the KISS acronym. Keep it simple. You, can, you say silly, but I say stupid. Yeah, it works either way. Keep it simple. And don't excuse yourself 
from that special reason for your resentment. Don't excuse yourself for that special reason of a grudge. Don't excuse yourself for that special reason of why you're using. Man. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I struggle with this too. My sponsors asked me to keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Just follow that. But I make it complicated. And I think I'm justified. There's a great question that was given to me that's been asked of me a couple times. It's a great question. Because we have recovery, faith-based recovery. We've got AA and Al-Anon and NA. We have got great fellowships uh, across the country where recovery and God is moving. And this question was, has been presented to me many times. They ask, why does, it, why does recovery work for the believer and the unbeliever? It's a great question. I got two things for you. Number one, they're straight biblical principles, son. <laughs> Whether you believe the Bible or not. And number two, God is involved. Whether you believe in God or not. but that he's wooing us to him and giving you the respect and love for you to choose him when you choose. God is part of this recovery process. There's a, there's a saying here in the big book of AA. It says, rarely have we seen anyone fail. Right? Meaning, this, this thing works, right? It, people don't fail. That has thoroughly followed our path. That has practiced the 12 steps. Not perfectly. We celebrate what? Progress. Not perfection around this place. Those who do fail are those who cannot or will not completely give themselves over to this simple program. And what is the key indicator The key indicator for those that don't make it, for a lot of people, is they're unwilling to be honest. They're incapable of being honest with themselves. And would you begin today, if you're dishonest, if you're known to stretch the truth, if you're known to just kind of sugarcoat your junk, then you just start being a little bit more honest. Don't overcomplicate it. Work the biblical principles. Work the steps. How do we live out these principles amongst this crazy life? Because it is crazy at times, isn't it? If you're, if you're doing fantastic in life, uh, it's coming. <laughs> count, count your blessings. Be thankful. Be grateful. Something's coming. So these principles are, are, are there for us to continue that process here, right? So let's go ahead and um, the very first thing that we need to do to live out these principles amongst this crazy life, we need to have God first. Do we put God first? 
I don't sometimes. I want to, I have a desire to, but there are days when I don't, right? Right? But that, but that is our very first goal. If we're gonna work these principles, we need to involve God in this process. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above all else. Your life's going sideways, seek God. Your marriage is falling apart, seek God. Friendship's falling apart, seek God. You, you can't help but ha you have a lack of self-control. You keep doing that one thing that you just have no control over, seek God. Because that's where your miracle's gonna happen. And live righteously and he will give you everything you need. See the context here in this scripture in the book of Matthew. It's screaming. God has you. That God has you to not worry. But yet we can go a bit sideways in those moments. See recovery in the 12 steps. It's a spiritual program based on action where we involve the heart changer, where we involve the mind changer, where we involve the life changer, who we call God around here. And to clarify specifically, we, we call him Jesus Christ around here. Amen. How do we live out these principles amongst this crazy life? We put God first, the next, I becomes we that we bring people around us, that we no longer live a life in our own heads because we're our own worst enemy. And yeah, I don't wanna share my stuff, but if I don't share my stuff, where does that lead? It leads to using, it leads to broken relationships, it leads to places I don't wanna go. And so, if I'm going to live out these principles in this crazy life, I need to get out of self. And I love this scripture in Ecclesiastes. I don't know if you can read it from there, but I'll read it. Two people are better off than? One. one, right? So I need to involve someone else here for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. We've all been there, haven't we, right? Falling alone, feeling of no hope, full of regret, and some horrible thoughts have happened in those moments, right? Likewise, two people living close together can keep each other warm. I always found that kind of weird as far as why the author chose to use that. Uh, but, uh, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. I love that. <laughs> like it just reminds me of a battle. Uh, like it reminds me of Gladiator. I love that movie. So, so good. Um, three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So that we stop living alone and bring people around us people that we can trust. And in Proverbs, it alludes to this over and over and over again, the need for all of us to have wise counselors in our life, which here at Recovery, we call our sponsors. 
or our accountability team. Stop doing this recovery journey. Stop putting yourself alone. Who puts yourself there? I do every time. And in my head, and somehow I convince myself, oh, they did this, and therefore, that's why I'm, right? Stop putting yourself alone. It's not a program of isolation, by the way. Get a sponsor, get an accountability team, get some phone numbers from the same gender. I hope I said that. Get phone numbers from the same gender. All right. Moving on. <laughs> How do we live out these principles amongst this crazy life? Third, victories shared. So uh, that's what we do in Open Chair Group. We talk about life. We meet one-on-one. -on -one. We meet within groups that we share a bit of our lives. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together. Not just some things. Not just the good things everything to work together. That includes those dark moments. That includes those stupid decisions that we made for the, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And so may we involve other people in our life. Don't let God, don't waste a hurt. God's not gonna waste it, but we have to kind of go out there and be bold enough to kind of go, this is what's going on in my life. I promise you, it gets easier. It's harder to begin to be totally transparent and honest in the beginning. But once I grow in relationship, once I practice it, it will continue to get better. I promise you, it is worth it. We no longer... No, I don't want us to be walking around with hanging our heads down low or walking in shame. So fourthly, because we got to get on out of here. First one is, if I want to practice these principles amongst this cr crazy life, I need to put God first. I need to, um, sorry. I becomes we, I bring people into my life. Victory shared, I share life experiences and fourthly, it says examples of your actions. Basically what this means is I begin to practice these biblical principles in my life. I begin to practice them. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions, Romans 8, 28. It's this aspect, especially for those that your marriages are hanging by a thread. Your spouse is done hearing you say you're gonna get better. They're fed up. They want to see us work in our own recovery. Let God work on them. Let God work on them. Don't live a life of empty words and false promises. Those you love will see the big picture. And so just keep working these principles in all our affairs. Let's go ahead and look at these one more time. God first, I becomes we. Victory shared, live out the biblical principles.
Would you stand with me as we say the serenity prayer together? And before we get to the serenity prayer, focus question, what is your spiritual experience as a result of the 12 steps? Every single one of you has something to offer here. Would you, would you share it within group tonight? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you'll make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Amen. First time guests, right through those doors, welcome. Come say hi. Second time guests, if you don't know where to go, come right up here, see Josiah and Jennifer. Wait.